NWP Radio. You're listening to NWP Radio, a production of the National Writing Project. NWP. Welcome, listeners. This is NWP Radio, a production of the National Writing Project. Today, we are talking with Dr. Jessica Singer Early about her recently published book, Next Generation Genres, Teaching Writing for Civic and Academic Engagement. I'm your host, Rachel Baer. I am delighted to get us started by just giving you a quick introduction to Jessica. Jesse is a scholar of English education and secondary literacy. She is a professor of English education at Arizona State University and the director of the Central Arizona Writing Project. She began her career in education as a high school English language arts teacher in Portland, Oregon. She has written several books about the teaching of writing, and I am delighted to have her here today to talk about her most recent book. Welcome, Jesse. I'm so happy to have you join me. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So to get us started, we'll just jump into some of the questions that I have for you. And the first is, um, how are you defining genre in this project? And why is this helpful for teachers of writing to look at genre in the, in the way that you define it? Great question, because it's the frame for the whole book. Um, well, I began my career uh, years ago as an English teacher in Portland, Oregon. And one of the things that I realized when I started teaching writing was one that I didn't really feel like I knew what I was doing. And two, I relied on some a lot of the ways of thinking about writing that were provided by my school and my district. Um, and a lot of those still persist even today, 25 years later. And one of the main ways that teachers learn how to teach writing in this country at the secondary level, but also um, elementary is to think about writing in terms of mode. And mode are these sort of huge categories for writing um, like creative, um, argumentative, expository. And one of the things I realized, and I write about this in the introduction of my book, is that when I started teaching writing and really thinking about how to do it in ways where students would feel successful, I realized that modes didn't actually work in the way that writing works in the world. And I'll explain what I mean by that. So you can write a personal narrative that's a story about your life that's super powerful and brings back and evokes memory and description and detail, but that can also be an argument. You can talk about how something in your life really changed the way you think, so much so that you are moving forward as an activist or change maker because of that um, memory or experience. And and you could be writing about that narrative's memory and try and doing research and sharing an argument with the world about why something needs to change. So when I started writing and teaching writing with my students, I realized that this idea of mode was too broad, but I didn't know enough about the teaching of writing to know what to do about it. Um, and I've since then, over the last 25 years, I've gotten involved with the National Writing Project to learn about the teaching of writing. I've become a writing researcher. Um, I went back to grad school and did all that. And my research program is really understanding ways that we can make writing more concrete and clear for teachers so that they can teach it and their students can be successful. And the thing that I find really helpful about genre as a framework is that it 
really outlines how writing is used and taken up in the world. So genre focuses on writing and its social purpose. So if you're thinking about, oh, I want to teach an op-ed, you want to think about, well, what is, does an op-ed do in the world? It's trying to make a case for something and it's trying to inform. And then the other thing you want to think about with genre is who's the audience. Um, and often in school writing, we too often only have students write for the teacher as an audience. And this is a way of opening up the writing classroom to think about audiences out in the world. So it could be for an op-ed in a newspaper or a magazine or a blog um, or PSAs for the community um, or even for the school. Um, there's endless genres out in the world. And what I hope is that this book and this work will, will let teachers see ways that they can bring all different kinds of writing into the curriculum, whether it's short genres like the PSA or something longer like a profile essay. Um, so a genre is really thinking about audience, purpose, repeated patterns and structures. Um, so if I'm teaching a professional email as a genre, a lot of times like ninth graders don't write professional emails in their daily life. They text, they do Snapchat, they do all different sorts of things. But a professional email, they need to learn there's certain repeated elements. For example, um, a subject heading and a subject heading needs to be appropriate and formal. There's also uh, um, a greeting like dear so-and-so. And there's the content and signature, uh, a way of closing out the email. So there's ways that we as teachers can show repeated and expected patterns for writing. And that's um, what I try to demystify in the book for each of the genres um, for each chapter. Thank you so much. That explanation is really helpful. And I just have to say too, as I, that section where you talked about your experience early in teaching really resonated with me because I had, a very similar experience where one, I didn't know what I was doing. And so I was relying a lot on things that came from other people. And so much of it was by, by like mode. And even to the point where I was, you know, I was looking at teaching students like classification, compare and contrast, you know, I had, there was a whole notebook that was given to me by a peer teacher. And I remember very similar, but didn't have the, even the words for it. Say like this, okay, this, this seems like a helpful system for classifying writing, but I don't know how it really helps them as writers, right? Exactly. Like to think about a thing I'm trying to do, it's very unlikely that a person would sit down at their desk and be like, oh, I'm going to write a compare and contrast today, right? God, never. You never no. do. That. Mm -mm. No. So, and I think this is actually one of the reasons why the five paragraph essay is taught and taught and overtaught in the schools because it is a familiar genre to teachers because we had to write it ourselves. It's considered academic. It prepares for some of the assessment and tests that students have. So it is a genre that's actually useful in that way. But what I see, especially like as a mom now with my kids from kindergarten, now they're all the way up to high school and they've been writing the five paragraph essay every single year of school and not anything else. And this is not actually a genre that we use in the world very often at all. Um, so that's one of the things just as in my experience as a teacher or researcher and now a mom thinking like, how can we open up our experience for students in the classroom so that they write the kind of writing that they need in college, the workplace and the community as civic. Yeah people.
Yeah, that was another thing that really resonated and comes across as clear. Like, what is happening in the real world? What kind of things do, we, do people write if you're going to think about genre? And that's why your focus on purpose, audience, repeated patterns, and elements, those things really help. That's like, this is a way to think about the function of a thing that I might be doing and then what that actually looks like. So mm -hmm. thank you. That explanation is super helpful. You mentioned a couple of genres. So um, your book, there's so much in your book that's great, but one thing that's really cool about it is that it really digs into what you mean by next generation genres and illustrating what, you know, what these, how we might think about these genres. So I'm wondering if you could maybe pick one or two from the book and tell us a little bit, like dig a little bit more deeply into what, what it is, what a student might do, what the features are, and, and maybe even why that's a helpful thing for them to learn about writing. Absolutely. So um, there's lots of different genres. Um, I begin the book with a turning point essay. Um, there's a public service announcement, infographics, op-ed letters, profile essays, um, artist statements, and proposal writing. So these are all a whole variety of different genres that we can embed into curriculum and, and particularly in the English language arts curriculum. But I would argue that these are useful in across disciplines. Um, one example is the infographic. And I try really through this book to bring in examples of genres that you could write old school style with a, you know, your hand in a pen, pen and paper or with really using the digital tools that we have available to us and that students are really savvy with. Um, and the infographic graphic is an example of a genre that you can use either way. Um, but but an infographic is um, can be multimodal. It can involve um, images, information, research, and um, design. And it's basically um, if we've seen we see infographics all over um, the world. Like when you go to a doctor's office, there'll be an infographic explaining how to wash your hands or to stay healthy so that you don't spread germs. During the pandemic, there were infographics about mask wearing. Um, but I often assign or, or think of using infographics as a way for students of making sense of information. Um, so an example of one of the ways that teachers have done this for years in the English language arts classroom is the book report. So read a book and write a book report or present on the book. So an example of a way you could introduce the infographic is you could have students read a book of choice around a theme um, or a book it as a, a one book as a class and then write an infographic from a character's perspective or if it's a nonfiction text, sharing information from the book um, and extending that information by doing some research. So uh, the students absolutely love this genre because it involves, you know, you can use hyperlinks, you can use images, they can bring images um, to the page and they can really map out and design there's also all sorts of free apps like Canva and Adobe Spark and different things that students can use that are free and accessible in schools to create infographics so that you don't have to be an expert as a teacher to be able to introduce this in your classroom. That's great. That's a that's a really helpful explanation. And I just want to pull out one thing that you did there that was just like natural. You said, you know, here's an infographic. Like the multiple steps to what you described. It's a thing that exists in the world. People use it for real purposes. Students have seen it. And also there's this purpose you might think in your instruction, which is to help them make sense of information. So it's not creating this thing, you know, just to create it because they exist or it's fun and can 
agenda. All those things are also true, but it's for the specific purpose. And you do that for the other genres as well to say like another one that really stood out to me was the artist statement where you describe how to make your artist statement and then say, here are the purposes where you might do it. This could go along with another project like a painting or a collage or a visual project. So they're all like so many layers to why, why you might do this. The real world example, it makes sense to students and then all these other like habits of mind or processes mm. you might want students to engage in for, for the purpose. Okay, my real goal with the book, besides bringing these genres to students so that they can understand writing and the way it's used in the world and that they can use it in those ways, is also for teachers and students to start to see writing in this way um, that genre allows us to open up and think and notice like, oh, wait, that's a PSA. I could write that. And what is going on with that PSA? Or you can see genres. This is when I started teaching writing and understanding it from this perspective. I became a different kind of reader looking for these genres, like a grocery list is, is a genre and it's a useful one. We use our phones nowadays to, to write them. Um, but thinking about like different ways of organizing your lists and making lists and why they're helpful. Um, these are all different kinds of strategies that I hope students and teachers can, you know, enjoy as much as I do when I'm just walking in my days and noticing. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's a new kind of genre. I could use that. <laughs> that's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow up because I want to dig a little bit more deeply because really, I want everybody. We want everybody to buy the book because the book is amazing and it's helpful and it's eye-opening, but it's also super concrete and practical and immediately helpful to educators. So it's like you make this case here for why we would do this, but actually, the book is so great also at showing a teacher how they would do it. So I'm wondering if you talk just a little bit about like for each genre that's in the book, and there are a bunch of them like you named, what are the teachers getting just as a, like as a preview? So great question. So every chapter I provide um, an introduction to the genre, what it is, kind of how you see it in the world and how it's used in the world, the social purpose and um, context. I describe so four or five of the repeated elements or patterns that are expected for that genre. And I do this in a way for teachers to think about mini lessons that they could create around those patterns. Like, oh, I could teach these three to five things and students will be successful with this genre. So it's not a mystery. Um, I provide model texts or um, references to where to find model texts so that teachers and students can closely read the genres, which research shows is one of the most helpful things and learning to write. Um, I also provide um, an example assignment. So I wanted teachers to be able to pick this up and use it in their classrooms. So there's assignments ready for them. There's resources. There's um, also extensions. So if you want to teach this and use it and then run with it in different ways, um, I provide that. There's also a connection to reading. So I do realize that a lot of us as English teachers come to the classroom with literature and reading and text in the forefront of our minds. So I wanted to acknowledge and honor that and also say that there's room for writing and all different kinds of genre writing. So you can teach reading and connect it to these genres. Um, so I provide ways of doing that. That's great. Like I said, too, I just one of the things I loved was it is exactly what you were hoping for. It's a thing that teachers can just pick up and use. And even if they're not like if there's genres in here, they've 
never seen before, like the turning point essay, that was a new thing to me and it makes it really clear laid out, like what it is, why you would teach it, here are the elements and here are some strategies, you know, supports for actually teaching this genre with students. So love it. So, so practical and easy. Thank you. That's one of the things I wanted to have. And that's why the turning point essay was important for me to include is that I often think as teachers of writing, um, particularly with the, the movement of the common core and the use of nonfiction texts and the pull toward teaching argumentative writing. And um, I think it's really important that we don't forget that all genres are um, also, they can be very personal. And you can write a research piece, a PSA, an op-ed, any of these genres that are very academic can also include um, a student's lived experiences, their ideas, their languages, their interests. Um, and the turning point is, is an example of that. Um, it's an essay that describes a, a turning point in an individual's life. And this could be used as like a micro essay or turn into a college admission essay or a scholarship essay. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted that to be a, the forefront of the book, thinking about how can we let students' lives and interests and um, let them bring their full selves to the page when we teach writing. Yeah, and again, going back to the point about what what writers do in the real world, what how you know how are we think of that? That's so often personal narrative or personal experience or story, regardless of what the purpose is. Even if you're making an argument, that's so often actually a lot of times real world arguments come from personal experience and absolutely moments so I'm writing about this because I feel compelled about something that's happened to me or someone I care about or my community and so actually you kind of in in trying to I mean I'm just thinking of this now you you move away from that when you say we can't bring in our personal stories actually you cut out a whole thing that can be really is super effective in writing and actually is a stimulus for writing a lot of the times if you open it up for for kids to think about their Absolutely. Okay. Well, I mean, this is a, this is a case for for why we should do this, right? It's really clear. I imagine there are many, many teachers who've had similar experiences that you had early on, that I had early on in my career, and also there's always this curriculum that we have, or or expect, you know, whatever expectations around what we are supposed to teach. So I'm wondering what you would say to a teacher who's like, I'm really excited about these ideas, but how do I find time and space in my curriculum to make this? Great happen? question. And the first question that any teacher, even myself would ask is I wanna try something new, but I have so much on my plate, how, when, where? Um, and one of the things I would say is less is more um, and that it's not always covering every single thing um, that matters. And I don't mean to devalue anything that we already have on our plate, but just thinking, okay, I can do a little bit less and do it really well. And that writing um, and teaching writing of any kind is a hugely valuable endeavor. And it's part of what we're you know, tasked to do as teachers. And um, it will give our students access and agency to use their voice and ideas in the world. So there's that. But then also, I just want to acknowledge that teaching writing and teaching it well does take time. And so we do need to make room for it. And something will needs to maybe be pushed aside and that that's okay. 
But if that feels like an impossibility, there's also really tangible genres that can be done in a short amount of time that I provide in this book, like the PSA. You can teach that in a few days. It's a shorter genre. It you know, involves research, it's academic, it's rigorous, it's important, but it's not a five page, 10 page essay that's gonna take a month to really do well. Um, same with the artist statement. So there's, and the op-ed piece um, is also an example of a really sophisticated real world genre that students can send out and get published and see their words in the world. And it doesn't take as much time. So I think there's a variety enough in here that to provide sort of a window and way of, uh, of fitting things in, mm -hmm. um, even when it doesn't feel like there's room. Yeah, and then also opportunities, like you said, lots of choices. Start with one, a little thing. And then what will happen, I'm sure, you know, teachers will love it, students will love it, and then it will be about, like, you know, easy, much easier to find time and space once you've tried one and see that. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons, too, that I tried to pair um, and provide um, ways of pairing it with reading or ways of pairing it with what, what you're perhaps already doing in the classroom. So I wanted to sort of respect the fact that people are already doing incredible things. So this is just a way of boosting that and adding to it. And you can do that in, in really creative ways. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jesse. This was great. I would, before we wrap up, I would just want to see if there's any last words or anything you'd like to add. We've got amazing stuff here. And then of course, we'd love to have people go buy the book. There's so much more that's in there, but I would wonder if you have any last words or thoughts. No, I'm just, well, one of the things I do want to say is that a lot of the examples, I have student examples in this book, and I also have a lot of examples from teachers, and the teachers are writing project teachers, um, and who are doing this work in their own classrooms, and they are showing ways in the book through their student work, um, how it's worked for them, and how they've uh, done what we were just talking about. They've embedded the teaching of genre across their curriculum and across their nine months with their students. So anyway, I hope it's useful and I really have loved having a chance to talk to you. Great. Well, thank you so much. This was an awesome and, and easy, fun conversation. So it's great to have you here. In closing, I would just say to people, you know, buy the book. You can get it directly from Norton Publishing and we will uh, put the link to the book in the description of this video show so you can be able to access it pretty quickly or just by searching for this title. Uh, we'd also like to invite you, if you haven't yet, to join the National Writing Project Right Now Teacher Studio. It's a, an online space and community where there's all kinds of conversations and resources and other things that you can access about the teaching of writing. We have over 5,000 members in the community, so if you're not there yet, we'd love to have you join to continue this conversation and to join other conversations about teaching of writing. Uh, yeah, just to close, I would like to say, Jesse, thank you so much for joining me. But, and thank you for thank you for the book. It's it's really great and amazing, and will make a huge difference. I think for lots of teachers. Thank you so much. You're listening to NWP Radio, a production of the National Writing Project. NWP. NWP Radio.